This is INN's new intro music. the Star Citizen community with up-to-the-minute news. We bring the developers and events closer to the community. And we love Star Citizen, whether we're flying with our team or with our supporters. Imperial News Network works hard every week to bring the verse to you. We are the community's number one source for all things Star Citizen. And we're glad to have you along for the ride. Hopefully we're here with sound. You can hear us and everything's good. Oh, yeah, there we are. I got my head cut off. You did. I'm going to fix that. Just a second. No, it's okay. You can cut off my head. It's no, fine. There, your head's back. Look at that. Success. Hello. Hello. Can they hear us? Do we have sound? Are we okay? Because I have no idea what happened yesterday for the stream. I can tell you the bass is good and they can hear us. Excellent. Uh, happy birthday, Carbide Edge. Happy birthday uh, to you. Now, happy that said, day. intro time. <sighs> ah, ah. Hello, and welcome to Inside the Verse. Normally, I start things off with a pretty little intro, introducing everyone, making a big scene of things, and calling people strange words and names. I'm not going to do that today. Today, we have me, Shiver, Nakara, and Splicepoint. Why am I not doing an intro today, you ask? I can hear you all asking. Because honestly, an intro today would take away from what we have to talk about. So let's get right into it. Should we all ask for refunds? There has been so little news this week, and I'm, I'm just, I'm so disappointed in the lack of content that we have seen from CIG this week that I think we should all... Also, clearly No Man's Sky is the perfect game that we've all been waiting for, and yes. we don't need to back Star Citizen anymore. Exactly. Uh, I'd like, I'd like to, uh, to know who here agrees with me on this. Mr. Nakara? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... I mean, my refund will be really big, but yeah, <laughs> I got uh, my sugar? I got my refund, and I put it all into MechWarrior Online. I believe that is the future <laughs> of gaming. Are you living? I'm going to buy some pets and some mounts, and we're all wow, we're all getting refunds. Uh, I think INN's going to shut down. There's there's no story here. No. There's nothing to talk about. Will be transformed into a No Man's Sky fan site. Right. Yes, we can talk about the planet. Hey, yeah. Or the second. Let's okay. Screw it. Let's start talking about Star Citizen because uh, again. Yeah, I know. I can't. I just, you know, they. I'm a shill. I can't stop shilling. <laughs> okay, let's continue um, our shillness. What so, are you guys doing? Uh, just shilling. 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 Just shilling. Okay. We're, we are going to start. Lead the march. Yeah. We're going to start with a simple going around. I want 
we're going to start with Shiver. I want your six words or less thoughts on the presentation yesterday. Six words or less. I thought it was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Splice point? Six words or less. Hype train refueled with premium. Nice. Nakara? Wow. Period. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little uh, tag team there. It was great. Um, so I want to quickly run through some of the stuff we've uh, – we've found out at Gamescom because there's been a lot of information coming out through Gamescom. Um, we found out on day one, actually, that the star map is not a complete star map. So what we have on the site is not every single system. More systems will be added as they're discovered by players. Um, I thought that was kind of important. It's- yes. Um, and lines up well with what I want um, from exploration. Yeah. We should not know that these things exist until we find them. Yeah. Um, they talked a little. Let's let's move on to the presentation because that was really the only tidbit of news from before the presentation this week. It's been a yeah. There's they saved everything for the presentation. Everything. Um, now before we get into the demo, which we've got a lot of stuff to talk about the demo. They did talk about two point six a tiny bit. Um, two point six is going to include Star Marine, which is going to be great. And improvements to Arena Commander. I'm not sure if everyone caught it, but it does sound like, um, like, um, oh, what the heck was it called? Uh, Sadaball is in 2.6. Really? There was one, there was one point, there was one point on the presentation that talked about, um, some zero G game mode. And I think that that's Sadaball. I hope Um, it is because we haven't heard about Sadaball in. He actually didn't even talk about it in the presentation, but it was on the slideshow. So I thought probably is there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's really cool that they're giving so much love to Star Marine and Arena Commander. It's going to be a big quality of life improvement. Yeah. So. There are those um, of us that play Arena Commander and really looking <laughs> forward to it. All two of you. I actually really like Arena Commander. I don't get to play it enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for that, I but, suck, but I think I think we can all agree that all the hype right now is on 3.0. Now, yeah. first off, what do you think of the new naming convention? They they're not calling it 2.7 anymore; they're calling it 3.0. I guess. Um, right. I mean, that's that's what the hierarchy's for. Whenever you've made a significant enough jump ahead, say hey, it's a new version. I also think they're going by year as well, which so it makes sense. Um, so like the two versions was this year and then three versions will be next year. Um, well, it's going to launch this year still. No, I, I, I know. I'm just saying like, right. uh, like just like the two version launched at the end of 2015, I believe on the 19th of December or something stupid like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like the last day they were in the office. Yeah. Um, it should include too, at least, uh, the first wave of the net code refactoring, which I feel yes. like. That's, I mean, that's that alone to me is significant enough that maybe it would warrant a new version. The I presentation mean, showed it. Apparently, it's being called Star Network. Yeah, it's what they're calling it. There's the the amount of additions to 
uh, 3.0 is insane. Item System 2.0 will be in incomplete. Star Network 1.0, which is the new network system. Um, Subsumption 1.0 and Missions 1.0. Like yeah. that's it's a lot. It's it, there's a reason I was to, I've always been saying 2.7s coming at the end of the year, which is not 3.0, because I think they're going to start trying to get it out in October and they'll get it out in December. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't be be at all surprised to see it in the hands of like the Avocati in like the end of October or November sometime, because it's going to require a lot of bug fixing and playtesting. That's an enormous change to the game. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be good. It's something that... Now, I was thinking about this during the presentation yesterday, is that last year we got the promise of 2.0 and the promise of multi-crew, which is good. But multi-crew never really came to fruition in the way that we all hoped it would. It never meant... Like, there was never much to do in someone else's ship because they were flying it. There were no stations for you to really do anything on. And the turrets didn't work. Yeah. Right? Now we've seen working turrets. Mm-hmm. And with item system 2.0, the other station should be coming online pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, much, how much of a difference does that make? Does that mean, like, does that make... 3.0, what we all kind of hoped 2.0 was going to be? Uh, not really, because we, I mean, sort of in a way, maybe with multi-crew, but um, there was a lot in there that I never expected to see in 2.0, I'll tell you. Um, I was I was a little bit impressed, I'll put it that way. I mean, uh, I, I think the biggest thing with 2.0 when it dropped was just the ability to walk around and do things near other people, right? When Arcorp first dropped and we could walk around, it was the first time you could really, outside of Arena Commander, like stop and see someone else's avatar and like mm-hmm. wave and dance and flip them off. Oh, yeah, dan- I remember the dance parties in Arcorp. That was good. Yeah, it was it the was first great. day we had Arcorp. I went in and, and danced. That's all we did. Yeah, right? so, then, so then 2.0 was really just this marriage between what was already in Arena Commander, more or less, and what was in our corp. Um, and then slowly we got a little bit of multi-crew and stuff. But this is really, I think, the first time, like once 3.0 comes out, that we're going to see and be able to show other players who are coming to the game for the first time. This is a decent understanding of what the future looks like. Now, on the subject of other players, uh, Nakara, you've got some some numbers <laughs> for us, right? Let's let's just go straight into the the numbers that have happened since yesterday. All right. So since the beginning of the well, since the end of the presentation, because nothing, no one is buying anything during the presentation because they were watching it. Um, we're currently up uh, five hundred and seventy thousand uh, dollars, and it has only been twenty two hours. Um, it's probably going to be over six hundred. Or sorry, yeah, over six hundred thousand dollars by the time it's been twenty four hours since the presentation. Um, that will make it the biggest crowdfunding day since uh, December, the December sale uh, at the end of last year. Um, so, biggest day in about nine months. Uh, uh, do we know anything about the lines? Like, have 
has anyone reported on the lines at Gamescom? Because we know they had lots of lines, like long lines to... Uh... There, when we were watching the streams, it was regularly like an hour, hour and a half line to play Star Citizen. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there was a huge line and uh and um apparently the lineup to get into the event last night was insane too. That's why it started late, wasn't it? Cuz yeah. they had to check everyone's bags Security, because yeah. yeah. The the line at the booth, are they showing the PTU build currently or yeah, are they Yeah, they're still showing the PTU, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So really, I mean, you could just go slap down 100 bucks or something and become a subscriber and just play it at home so i wanted to mention one thing um so for the uh and these always these numbers always get a little inflated with the free fly events but um for in terms of citizens which were now up around you know 1.4 million uh before the event we were co- we were clocking about you know 500 people a day five or six hundred new people a day since the start of gamescom we've added I don't know about twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah. Gamescom is being really, really good to CIG right now. This yeah. is their and first time they've ever really been on a show floor with a proper booth and showing something off as well. Yeah, it seems We've to be also- going better. <laughs> like technology yeah. and CIG seem to be getting along. <laughs> Which they don't always do. There was there was a bit of a problem last night with Sandy's entire opening speech being cut off. But aside from that, I mean, the presentation well, aside from that was pretty much flawless. It was pretty pretty smooth. Compare the presentations to a couple of years ago when it was inevitable the game was going to crash repeatedly. <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. They don't seem to care about that. That seems to be no longer an issue, really. Yeah. Which is a heck of a movement along, really. Um, now, yeah, like, you know, that was one big thing is everyone kept waiting. It's a 50, it was like a 52 minute, or they say 52 minute presentation where the game was running the whole time and on multiple clients and they didn't have a single crash in a build that is four months away. The, the build, that's an <laughs> early, early build. And one of the things yeah. that, uh, Chris was mentioning was that what you're seeing here, the procedural tech that you're seeing is version one and we're going to see something an well, entire see. step beyond at CitizenCon. Now, I know I've already seen a bunch of people asking why there was no flora and fauna and such in on that procedural planet. It was it was barren, barren and lifeless. It's because it was an asteroid. Yeah. Well, it's not an asteroid, but it's Levski. Levski. Levski called it a, plan, a planetoid. Is what yeah. Well, it. Pluto <laughs> is not a planet. Pluto is a planet. Way. Pluto is a planet. Come on. <laughs> Hashtag I stand for Pluto. Um, okay, I want to clear something up. So, don't care. Lev- Levski is supposed to be on Delamar, which is supposed to be a broken up asteroid. However, their presentation of it in the Stanton system is not th- not that. I personally think that they're just putting it on some random planet. Um. However, what he said is it was a planetoid. It was two thousand kilometers across, so it's about the same size as Pluto. Um, roughly. <laughs> and uh, one thing I wanted to mention too is the other number that is tracked regularly is the UEE, UEE fleet, which we learned a few months ago is actually the number of ships that have been sold. Um, 
and that that information comes from um, Jared over at CIG. Um, but anyway, they sold about uh, they've sold about twenty six hundred chips in the last twenty two hours. It's pretty good, which is pretty damn good. Um, and before that, like before the event, they were clicking along at about three hundred a day. So let me ask you something. If if I go and I melt, you know, three ships, it takes them I, away. It does subtract them. Yeah, and one of you, one of the things you do see, it's almost like a tidal wave. You know how the the water yeah, rushes away back. from shore. Yeah, that, you'll see right before an event. A lot of times the number goes down. Yeah, okay. As people and then melt their stuff to yeah, and to free up some store credit, and then it goes way up. I definitely did some some ship rearranging with the current sales. Yeah, you picked up the uh, the Explorer pack, did you not? I did, I did. Nice. It was great. My my Carrick did not have LTI, and I know it doesn't matter, but that's the one I was like, yeah, LTI it's and the so Carrick wrong. wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Carrick, now the Carrick is the top-end exploration ship. Yep. What do we think of the Terrapin, which was shown off? Oh, I love it. I think, really? it's, I think awesome. it's such a cool idea. It was well, I just I love... It's an anvil, isn't it? Is it anvil? I, I thought it started as anvil and now it's Aegis. Well, let's find out. The terrapin is... Uh, uh, the anvil terrapin. Oh, it's anvil. It's I'm glad the they're anvil. finally coming out of their shell. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. Mm, puns. Damn it, puns. Shiver. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like, uh, I'm a huge fan of any time there are ships that are great for two to three players yep. to do scanning exploration just i think that two to three player like mark for ships that size is the sweet spot it's like i'm gonna go play with a buddy but i can still kind of use this thing on my own i love the heavily armored long-range sensor kind of thing i don't know it just sounds fun one of the things i really like about that ship is that it's just it's, it's designed to just avoid combat. Like you can shoot it, but you're not going to kill it. Um, and it has very like it has one weapon. Um, it, it feels to me like it'd be good at a lot of other things too, just because it's so heavily armored. Like it might be really good as a medical transport because it can get in without being blown up, right? Or so I'm I'm interested even, to see what comes of it, but I'm not picking one up. Even if you, pricey, uh, I think I'll, I think I'll get it in the game. Yeah, in game. Well, in game, I want to have every ship. Um, one of the things that I thought was that you know, if you discover a new star system, and you know your initial scans show that there are a lot of enemies there, you can be like, "Well, screw it. I'm going to go get my terrapin, and I'll use it to explore this system because uh, my character's going to get torn to shreds." You know now, what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Now, I want to move on slightly because we've only got about 50, well, we got twenty minutes before we start. Allowing questions, um, and we still got <laughs> so, much, so to much, cover. <laughs> so much to cover. So in 3.0, we know that we're going to be getting basic professions: uh, trading, cargo transport, piracy, mercenary, bounty hunting. Those are like, especially cargo. That's what ev- pretty much everyone agreed that cargo is has to be in the first wave of professions. Yeah. We can't have the professions without it. What Honestly, do you it should all be think? The first one. Yeah. What do you all think should be next? After Mine. those, can we, can we talk about how in the Gamescom demo, though, just like we're seeing grabby hands? Like, we're going to talk about that later. That we don't get to talk about that. <laughs> you're no, being, you're being shut down. 
Not it's yet. Marco. No, I want. I want to know that first, and then <laughs> I. I, I want to know because I've. I've got a serious question about grabby hands and how they've shown it. I, I think mining as well. I have to agree with Nakara. Yeah. Shiver. I think mining and salvage, probably logical at this mm. point. Okay, so. In the demo, like, fine. Let's talk about grabby hands. In the demo, they grabbed, they grabbed, he grabbed the one box, right? He grabbed one box and walked it over to the ship. Are you going to have to do that for every single one of the hundred plus boxes? That was no. going to be my question. Do we? Do I need to bring a forklift? Uh, yes, you do. They have already said that they will have devices of that nature. How do I get my... Okay, I've landed on an alien planet in my freelancer, and I've lowered the back door. Yep. And like we saw in the demo, it doesn't touch the ground. How do I get my forklift and my boxes into my freelancer? Move your ship. Uh, yeah, you're... He landed on, like, a you know an uneven surface. But how they often will could, they... Like, they could implement... Uh, some sort of system so it shows a radar projection on your screen of what the ground looks like that you're about to land on. So you could be like, well, the other that's thing a is, hill. I'm not going to land there. That that ramp on the back should be, you know, normal with gravity, right? Like it, it should just keep going, right? And then yeah. the, the only limitation should be you just couldn't drive up it to, it was too steep. Or but, the other thing they could do – sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, the other thing they could do is have like the the – the huge metal ramp come down and then have it have like an extension on it that comes out until it hits the ground. If you know what I mean? Uh, I've got another question though. Within, in the same vein of grabby hands, cause we've seen it on a planet carrying each individual box that can take a while. If you want to fill up a freelancer, that'll take even longer. If you want to fill something like a Connie or a Holly e or what have you, right? Should there be, a more gamey way of filling up. Now, I know there's supposed to be a more gamey way of filling up on planet surfaces where it just, like, it gets done for you. We don't know how long it's going to take. Does that take time away from actually playing the game, sitting there and having to load stuff up? That's part of the game. Chris has talked about trying to find that sweet spot between making players do things that become tedious and uninteresting but also there being enough depth to the game that it's interesting for those who are after that. I could see a scenario where, all right, sure, you don't want to move something by hand. You've got little drones that could go and pick up you know, those types of crates, and you just paint them with your Moby glass or something, and then you actually have to wait while the ship gets loaded, but you know, you got eight drones or something, and over time you can buy more or whatever. I mean, so, something like that. That's totally fictional. I'm not saying that that's it, going It would make game. sense, an implementation like that. And it's, say, you're on a planet, uh, well, like Levski Landing Zone, you'd be paying less money, but you'd have people doing it, so that would take more time. So you go around and, you know, uh, pick Shop. up some missions on a bar or something while you wait. Yeah, exactly. Go go to the cargo module or whatever and set all the things you want to transfer into the ship, and, it, and it's like, cool, we'll have this job done for you in five minutes. And then you go do your shopping or whatever. See, like, the other thing to to note is that they've already talked about having things like, um, like a, I don't know, very simplistic way to put it, but like a anti-grav cart. Yeah. Where you can just, like, load a whole bunch of shit up onto it and then drive it into your your spaceship. 
um, kind of sounds boring. <laughs> it kind of sounds boring, but if you want the loot. I've got another question that tacks on to all that, though. So we've decided that on ground, you're probably going to have to do it individually or at least with like an anti-grav lift in, in bundles. Or, yeah. I know or what you're going to ask. Are there hoverboards in game? I hope so. Actually, I do hope so. That would be cool, but that's not my question. Um, tractor beams. Yep. I mean, in they're in space. the game. That's but true. will they just put stuff automatically in your ship, or are they going to bring it close, and then you still have to get out of the ship and fly it around into your cargo bay? Well, I know for the Cutlass, I mean, it's been, the Cutlass has been changed a hundred times, but one of yeah. the things that it did have was it actually had a tractor beam that came out the back door so it could pull things right into the cargo bay. Okay. Um, so I think that the design is probably going to change somewhat so that that is more common. And we're, so the tractor beams will actually pull things right into your bay. Because I think it might slow gameplay down a bit too much. If you're in a dogfight, yeah. you kill something and then you have to stop. And, and not just stop, but I mean, have you ever been playing... Uh, not arena commander, but the universe and you kill someone and you watch their ship go flying off because it's still affected <laughs> by physics. And you have to what match your flight speed to that, get out, grab stuff from it. Like it's that might be, I, no, I it, not, it might be too tedious. Absolutely. That's a, this is, these are things that are going to be ironed out in beta. Yes. Um, this is when we're in the universe and everyone's playing and everyone's doing this shit and then they're like, okay, how do we make this flow better? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, probably you, with your, your comment you just made about ships flying away when they explode, to the extent that a player is no longer in a ship, they may end up doing what they do for EVA now, which is that you don't retain your movement in zero G like you would otherwise. I don't you think know? they just stop the ship dead. It would be too. I mean, but like coming to Chris a slow Roberts. Fall, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I think you know. The more I've thought about it, while you guys were talking, I, I could see implementation of cargo and grabby hands where it's it seems tedious, but yeah, maybe it just takes time. Maybe that's part of the fun of hauling cargo, right? Things they just would have different prices. They take longer, or shorter. They could do it in such a way so you are effectively, if you do it manually, you're playing your own three-dimensional game of Tetris. But if you hire someone to do it, they just sling it in there any nook and cranny. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing to, to mention, too, is that, you know, he was by himself. Yes. Um, you will be able to hire NPCs to fly with you. You can have an army of NPCs that come and grab all the crates for you and pull them into your ship. You know, um it would for a freelancer that's a little bit problematic cuz you're sort of limited to about 4 or 5 people but you know okay. i wonder too if that's where you reach out to someone and say hey i have this thing i have the coordinates for where this loot is i'm not going to go get it but i'll sell you the location yeah. of this you definitely can do that yeah higher yeah. protected loot for you know 500 credits or something okay so let's talk about some of the things we saw during the demo so we saw space combat which Honestly, it was pretty much the same as we've always seen. That's fine. I just noticed. Although the, although that, the turrets seem to work pretty well. Yeah, the turrets, <laughs> yeah. The turrets actually worked, which was great. Um, we saw ground combat, which felt a little loose to me. 
a little loose right now, but I think that they probably just patched it together in the last week or two. <laughs> yes. I was happy to see that you're starting to get a hit indicator when you shoot somebody yeah. in yeah. FPS. Um, I, the feedback right now in the system is, for me, what makes it feel the least, I don't know, crisp, I guess. Now, one thing entirely clear, my biggest wow moment was actually the ground combat simply because I didn't think they were there yet. Yeah. One thing that's unclear to me yet is was that with the with Star Marines improvements in the build or not? I don't know. No, it didn't didn't look like it. Yeah, I mean those animations are pretty much the same animations we've got now, aren't they? Yeah. So once Star Marines integrated into that, it should look a lot better. Yeah, what what I meant about ground combat was the dragonflies and the and the the Ursa fighting each other. Hmm. Excellent. Um that was that was what blew me away. I didn't think that they were there yet. I, I mean, the the whole reveal with opening the crate with the dragonfly inside was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And uh, seeing the Ursa in general. And yeah, seeing, seeing the Ursa actually operational, and you can see the view from inside it. It has a cockpit. It has weapons that work. You know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we also know, we also saw the space-to-ground transitions and just going from space all the way down to Levski. Better no man's guy. <laughs> so, do are we sure? You know how they have the O ring, like very, very similar to Freelancer. If you played that back in the day, right? Yeah. You want to go down to the planet, go to the little O ring, the entrance gate or whatever. Yeah. Um, they were. Um, Chris Roberts was on uh, live Twitch stream earlier today, and they were talking to him about that. And yeah. I don't think they've quite ironed out exactly what they're going to do with those entrance gates yet. But are we, should we expect that we can land anywhere on a planet without using a gate and the gates just to navigate to the landing zone? Yes. I actually, I actually think that that is, um, that that's sort of going to be a relic. And I think they're going to go away simply, but that's how the, how it was before they had the full planets and then. We're probably going to see a lot more landing pads and hangars. It could be uh, some high security plants. They use it as a security checkpoint. Yeah, that's also true. Um, One of the things that I thought was really interesting, and this is one of my only criticisms because I can't see them actually pulling it off. Um, He said all of the all ALL of the planets will be in 3.0, including Art Corp and Hurston and Microtech. That's and they'll be, be full to see, and they'll be fully explorable. How the hell are they going to get Art Corp in there by then? It's a fully, it's the entire planet is a city. I've four <laughs> or five years ago, I saw some really good procedural city generation tech, like really, really good, generated entire procedural cities with skyscrapers and individual floors in each. Like, it is possible. I I don't see them not being able to do it. I, I don't see them not being able to do it. I'm really curious to see what the implementation looks like. Can you yeah. land anywhere? Like, are there going to be landing pads just randomly scattered throughout the planet? Can yeah, you are, are do there anything be there? NPCs walking around. Where we're going? That's a big we don't need part. landing pads. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I mean, and then how confusing is it going to get? Right, because if it's a full planet full of just city, you would you should imagine that you should be able to do a lot of the things anywhere that you want, like hmm. obtain services like shopping and any of that stuff. Like, do you have to replicate that across? This is my planet? big question mark. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to look. Um, 
See, what I could see for an early implementation is instead of just letting people go everywhere, um, the uh, just having like, you know, Art Corp will only let you land at Area 18 right now, if you know what I mean. Like have it be in lower restriction. Now, in terms of I'm really, really glad that Hurston and Microtech are that far along. Um, Microtech, I'm really curious about because it's a you know, research planet. It's all snow, which I, I've always snow effects in games are always really cool because they're really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to move us on quickly to the interaction system. We saw a tiny bit of their getting rid of the use button. Yeah. What did you think of that? About time. Uh, it looked great to me. I, I thought it was a good interface. Um, it's still early, but. Oh yeah, super early. Uh, then you can see the use button still in there for some things. Um, it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's good. The, the texture currently now, I it must be placeholder, but I've just got to hope that it's a smoother way and a smoother interface than Armors, where you oh, walk yeah. up to door, scroll the mouse wheel, open the door, close the door, look at the door, put it slightly ajar, cuddle the door. No, I just just open the door. Oh God. <laughs> Well, I, I tend to prefer cuddling the doors in Arma. Okay, so uh, that's all we're going to talk about the demo for now. I'm sure we'll get more questions what? about it. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Because, because um, Chris was on Twitch this morning with uh, BNB. Yeah, it was him and anyway, uh, Captain Richard. Um, yeah. Uh, so at CitizenCon, the planets will have vegetation, oceans, and they'll be more like Crisis. So it'll look like a sandbox, but it'll be real. So, th- so t- version two of the planetary tech is flora, water, which, yeah, no, my sky doesn't really do. I mean, um, um, they they actually said uh, to to answer uh, Nakara your stuff on rocky planets like Delamar they don't care where you land but in Arccore which is mostly covered in the city they don't want you flying the ship into things it'll be an entrance to a flight tunnel but you still have full control of the ship in the tunnel if you deviate from the flight tunnel then the ship will automatically return to the tunnel kind of thing yeah um, and this is we found this what is the what a, merchantman's flight the, penis is for there you go um. Honestly, I don't think there's another good way to do it. Other because you think about it, it's almost impossible to do in any other way. And there are really good in lore reasons to restrict people from just flying anywhere the hell they want on a city planet. I'm happy with you it know? because if they went to the yeah. alternative, which is even on barren rocky planets, not letting you land because they did yeah. landing zones, they could have done that too. And instead, sure, okay, it's yeah, it's kind of like elite the way they've done it. All right, cool. You have planets, but you're only going to have X type of planet because we just we can't. Like no man's sky. Um, so a tiny bit about the size of the systems now. Um, quantum travel is 0.2 C, so the systems are actually scaled down for fun reasons. Yes. The tech could apparently handle one to one scale, but the travel times become too long. So systems are one tenth the distance between planets because it rel- felt right about the time investment with traveling. Uh, so one-tenth the, dis- the, the distance between normal planets, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which planets, is fine by me. Yeah, planets are actually one quarter or one sixth the size of a real planet for the same reason time to travel and get down from orbit is reduced but with those scales it takes 40 minutes in quantum travel to travel from one end of stanton to the other dang um and i actually think that's it's not long though it needs to be that and because the reason he said and this is what what i've been preaching the whole time they're looking for hundreds of hours of game their systems, these are not No Man's Sky systems. They're not really dangerous where you're going faster than, it's just stupid fast. Um, the star systems are going to be fucking huge in terms of gameplay. And so they need to be enormous so that there's a lot of room for exploration inside them. Um, they said a long time ago their their uh, goal is for even even explored systems like and inhabited systems like uh, Stanton, for example, to be seventy percent unexplored when the game launches. So, you know, they they want a lot of room for hiding shit. <laughs> so I don't think it's too big. That's my that's my rant. Do you, okay, oh, I think that's fair. Do you I, think I worry about have something for the rest of the crew to do that's interesting on longer journeys though other than just fencing. are we there yet are we there yet <laughs> play poker fencing, fencing. <laughs> i i worry about uh i don't disagree nakara um i worry about me hopping in and wanting to uh play with a buddy and having you know 45 minutes to play a system with that though he can just hop onto your ship and play an NPC on your ship. Well, I... Sorry, what, what yeah, was your but, full point there? No, no, yeah. I, I Maybe Ares has a, a game feature that I'm... that we might be getting at some point in some form that will address this, but, you know, if I'm sitting in my Carrick in the same system as a player that is a buddy of mine who I want to play with, and he's clear across town... And um, he wants to come meet up in his, you know, retaliator or something. And we're going to go do some stuff. Is it going to take us 20 minutes to just get to each other? You can Agent Smith um, in, like um, Eris said. Yeah. But what yeah, if he can... wants to keep his ship and fly his ship with me? Then, you know then I mean? it takes time. Yeah. You, you have to do one option or the other. You can either Agent Smith and you can play together or... He needs to bring a ship over. Now, to be and honest, Agent Smith, does it turn into his avatar? Uh, I believe yes is the answer, but but the, we haven't heard a lot about that for a long time. But as far as we know, it's still so that seems the like terms. it gets complicated, right? Can you get back to your old ship without flying back? S- they only but, talked about it in that town hall, and the question yeah, was, you know, it's like been a long would you do the whole messed up person thing when the Agent Smith in? <laughs> to be honest, to, to be completely honest, I can very much see the travel time across an entire system being reduced eventually down to 25 minutes or so. Well, um, one thing I wanted to co- – sorry, go ahead. No, no. I just I, – I can see it not ending up at 40 minutes to travel across the system because that is a long time. I actually – one thing I want to point out is that this is an entire system, right? Yeah. People don't – people look at – like for example, our solar system – and they, they're modeling their systems after our solar system. So there's going to be the inner planets, the gas giants, and then the outer planets, and then the Oort cloud like we have here. True. Um, and the Kuiper belt. There will be 
most of the gameplay will be in the inner system and then most of the explore exploration will be in the outer system i would guarantee you well, not guarantee you but i would bet a lot of money that to get to fr- to and from most of the core planets is only a few minutes that'd be great because um, i'm telling you if i get into my ship and i'm and i spool up quantum and i want to get to the other part of the system and i hit start and i'm looking at that screen for more than two or three minutes i'm going to be a very frustrated and unhappy gamer one of the things that i think is really going to help with that or not necessarily help but i think is going to address that is i think that with the gameplay surrounding um surrounding repair and maintenance I think there's going to be a lot of people who are like, I got to go to this place. I'm going to spool up my quantum drive, jump out of my seat and go fix my fucking like gun <laughs> and my shield yeah. generator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all this shit that's broken. Uh, so I want to mention one uh, more thing about that demo before we move on to questions. Cause we're about at question uh, time. Um, I know there's so much more I want to talk about. No, but, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Go ahead. Um, so authored missions, the, the mission we saw, in the demo was an authored mission. Uh, so more detail, a lot more into it. Um, there will be those kinds of missions in each location, specific to those locations. You find, you know, the specific character, like the guy that was in that bar that gives you that mission. Those are higher level, more constructed missions. At the same time, there's going to be things like the job well board that you just take random small missions that don't have the setup, don't have the complexity, that are just missions built into the game. So, Like a bounty board uh, in a fantasy RPG. Kind of, yeah. But the, the mission we saw was like high-end mission, not, yep. not like everyday mission. I know I've had some people question... Um, why would I want to do a mission like this? It's basically a fetch quest. And it's taking it's a fifty minute fetch quest, right? Because it takes it it you know you're wherever you are. It takes you ten minutes to get to the guy in Levski. Then it takes you another ten minutes to get to the moon. Like it's long for something. Lots of the missions won't be that long. There won't be that much setup for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This one had a bit of a storyline to it. Yeah. So it's. I think it's important that people know that not every single mission is going to be as in-depth as this one. There will be, I mean, there's going to be hundreds with this amount of detail, but there will also be lesser ones like the one we've got in the universe, in the PU right now. Kind of like the difference in Mass so, Effect 1 between the side quests on any old planet and the main quest. Yeah. So I wanted to just uh, sort of fully explain my point from before. Sure. Again, they're, they're modeling their, their systems after our system. Obviously, it's not going to be exactly the same, but I wanted to give people an example. Our solar system's diameter is almost 2,000 astronomical units. Yeah. An astronomical unit is the distance from the sun to the Earth. The diameter of our solar system is almost 2,000 AU. Now... The diameter of the orbit of Neptune, which is a pretty far out planet, is 180. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not even, sorry, not 180. <laughs> Numbers are wrong. Um, the diameter of that orbit is actually only 60 AU. 2,000 for the entire system. So you give it an idea of how close the planets actually are in terms of the actual size of the system. I think that the travel time between most of the core worlds will be very quick. Yep. I think I'm th- obviously they'll all balance out. It'll be yeah, whatever. They're, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it not fun. It 
it will end up having balance in the end. I, I definitely well, part think of the, that a bigger space than what we have in, in Elite would be nice, right? Oh, it, yeah. The difference between the two is that they're intending for there to be more to do in a single system than in many of these other games we've seen. Yeah. And um, part of the core, part of the game design that we saw earlier on, especially with uh, with the board game and some of the uh, some of their ideas for how systems will be set up, is the inner system will have a, will be more secure. We'll have a lot of missions. We'll have a lot of quick travel times between things to do. And then as you get further out, it gets to be very um, even. Even in a single system, even in a system that should be secure, the outer edges are quite unsecure. There's a lot of pirates. There's a lot of um, danger. And they're more or less unexplored. Um, so, you know, you're going to, even within that one system, you have all of the ranges of gameplay. And I was just accused of being uh, too grounded. Too grounded, yeah, I saw that. And not dreaming enough. So let me tell you my, well, <laughs> the single biggest takeaway that I had. And you can stop me in a moment, Eris. Do it. Just do we it. We have got to talk about how Chris said that at some point, they fully expect that you'll be able to create a homestead yes. somewhere yeah. on a planet. I used to play Star Wars Galaxies. Yep. Back we talked about day. this yesterday. I know we talked about this. This is a huge thing for me personally. Yeah. I love the idea of being able to just set up home base and on some nook somewhere and feel like that's my slice of the PU. Yeah. This is my part of this weird back world planet that... I have this one spot that no one else is around for ages, and I've got my farm. And it's yeah, and I'll, I'll give you the coordinates there. But uh, if you share them with anybody and they come wreck my place, I'm gonna kill yeah. you. Well, that's Damn also the, the that's also the beautiful thing with this with the procedural planets and all of this work that they put in. As he said, you know, if you wanted to walk across one of these worlds, it'll take take you months. Yeah, they're huge. There's plenty of room for every player to have their own home spot you know and um, we really need people to walk faster than that okay if if it takes that long to travel from place <laughs> to place you know people are just gonna not <sighs> want to play the game anyway um let's <laughs> uh, <let's, laughs> spaceship motorways of gray cats <laughs> everywhere um but uh the cool thing for them too is that they they look at it and they go okay we have planets now we can do farms really easily because we were going to do farms anyway for the endeavor so you just take whatever tech you were going to use for that and you well, apply it to the ground. And the important thing that I thought there is if you look at the original Endeavor post where they talk about how the Endeavor can actually uh, mimic different suns. Yeah. So if you've got your your homestead on some random planet, you'll only be able to to grow the things that that sun supports and that that well, soil supports. Well, you could supports. just build the same technology that's in the Endeavor. Maybe. At your homestead. Maybe, but that might be the, the benefit of the Endeavor is it can do any just type of Just snap farm. that little dome off the Endeavor and just put it right <laughs> down there on the planet. <laughs> down there. Just Hydroponics, your, baby. Oh, land your Endeavor totally on the planet. Be, there's totally going to be a farmer slash pirate who just goes and steals those things from Endeavor. pirate. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to Iron Ed. We are a farming podcast right. set in the Star <laughs> Citizen universe. <laughs> now is a good time to set your carrots in the ground. I am a soybean pirate. Um, so it's it's question time. Uh, before I start singing Canadian folk songs, let's get some questions. Uh, throw your questions at us with like the brackets. Go bracket question. What bracket. sort of vegetable should I be putting in my vegetable garden around this time of year? Potatoes. 
Will a terrapin eat my vegetables? Potatoes. <laughs> I'm concerned about you all. Uh, <laughs> N10 Jang Twitch question. CR mentioned something about next-gen character avatars in his brief talk about 2.6. Does that mean a female avatar and different male heads, or do you think he means something else? We know that the female avatar is coming. I don't know if it's going to be in 2.6. It should be in 3.0, hopefully. Didn't they actually say that the female avatar is in 2.6 with the new male one? They did say it was planned for 2.6, yeah. Um, Now, whether it actually makes it is a question mark. I think it'll Hmm. definitely be in 3.0. Absolutely. Um. Another question from N10 Jang Twitch. Uh, why did they need to create a new Vanguard variant, the Hoplite, to use as a dropship when they already have the Redeemer? Um, more than one dropship. More than one dropship. The Vanguard is also, a very different ship. It's also much more heavily armored and much more long range. It's a ship that can go in in the middle of extreme combat and drop people, but it probably won't be able to drop nearly as many people it's, as a Redeemer. It's nice to see the planet side fps that we saw this time and the little ground combat yeah with the vehicles because i finally feel like the redeemer has a place in this universe well like the drop ship in general the other thing is the redeemer hasn't been built in engine yet and i don't believe it's going to be used in squadron 42 whereas the vanguard is in squadron 42 and they probably just need a drop ship and it was easier to just modify the vanguard to be a drop ship than to create the redeemer itself Hmm. uh that is an interesting question. I like that question. Which? The United, the United States, States of America? America. Is everything rendered at once? For example, if I had a telescope on a planet, could I see people and stuff on one of the moons? I asked because that spaceship blew up that guy in the demo from the air. Um, so, can I, can I address this? Yes. Bye. Um, <laughs> I'm actually very curious about this for two reasons. First of all, we actually know that there is a, is a ship with a giant telescope on it which is the endeavor again um secondly he said in the demo they have no draw range no clip distance so maybe i that would be amazing you can (laughs) i mean look definitively just what they showed just what they showed the demo of the freelancer flying along outside in time with the guy flying down the elevator that's that's not that is not insignificant. No, not at all. Like, and, th- and that they made the elevators actually like a physical thing that actually works in the game, which they do with pretty much loading, everything. Loading screen. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was cool because it, it also means that, you know, there's actually gameplay implications to them as well, yep. which That's is true. not necessarily there. Always but- take the stairs. But, <laughs> Always yeah. take the stairs. You know, maybe there's an elevator on a larger ship and... What if you cut the power? You get stuck in the elevator? Exactly. That's the question. Maybe there'll yeah. be a way to escape the elevator and climb up. And There's a lot of gameplay implication, implication there. Uh, and Jang Twitch, why the bait and switch on the Aegis, sorry, Anvil Terrapin? Concept art still looks to have Gladius and Aegis-inspired elements. Um, uh, I don't know. Looks pretty cool. Because they decided Anvil needed another ship? Because Aegis has a lot of ships and Anvil does not. Why are you saying it like that? You'll hey. see. Would you prefer I say it, Eggies? No, please don't not, say it. Not, not Eggies, no. <laughs> no. You can't wait for that. 
Oh. Okay, so that's uh, an insight. There have been lots of questions, uh, lots of questions about pricing of ships yeah. and stuff. Um, obviously, we don't need to answer all that. There's lots of discussions to be had about which ships, but I will say um, that the packages that are available for the exploration sale that's going on, I was pleased to see that they actually include game packages. Um, those packages themselves are actually a pretty good deal. I melted some things like Carrick and, and some other things because the Carrick in that package, that package altogether, if you bought all that standalone, you actually get like a almost $100 difference in price if you bought them separate. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. Standalone, those are kind of, you know, <laughs> pricey. I definitely agree. The Terrapin um, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I'm not comfortable with the Terrapin's pricing. I, yeah. I'm not picking one up. What do you well, think about I mean, the Cog- uh, Argos pricing? What is the Argos price? Is it 35 for the basic and then it goes up, is it $10 for each one? I have $25 in store credit and I've got a uh, Archimedes to melt, so I'll pick one up. It's, I mean, it's priced it out of uh, LTI token cute, status. It's such a cute little ship, though. I don't care about LTI tokens. LTI tokens are the least important some thing people in do. the game. It's just a factor, you know. Some people, um, they're like, oh, I got really attached to my 300i. It made I me feel LTI. good. It made me so, feel good. I had a Carrick with six months, and now it's a Carrick with LTI, and it makes me feel good. See? There you go. See, he feels so, good. Don't take this away good. from him. Don't take away my LTI, David. Don't do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. Why are you going to be so one mean? Of the, one of the things, I actually think it's a pretty good value given that you will eventually in-game be able to swap out that the module part of it for the other two. Um, I'd, yeah, I think it's a neat little ship. I mean, I would probably be more comfortable if I had a ship big enough to carry it, which I don't know if I do. Um, so suddenly coffee asks, how are those people outside the Levski airlock alive? I don't remember this. I don't remember. Uh, this outside the Levski airlock. Outside the Levski. I do not remember this either. Can you link us to the part of the, yeah. Tell us where that is. Uh, tell I, us where it is in the presentation. I thought that N10 Jang Twitch's question about the time to kill was Where's that? Uh, pretty interesting. He said, what did you think of the FPS during the demo, specifically ammo capacity and time to kill? I thought it was good. I remember Chris saying, you know, that heavy armor guy is going to be a bit of a bullet sponge. Yep. Um, it was, I thought it was pretty good. I yep. still think, as I said before, we need a little more feedback in FPS so that you know when you're hitting. Maybe some audio feedback would be good as well. I think uh, a lot of that stuff is coming in 2.6. Yeah, I don't think the 2.6 changes were in what we were shown yesterday. Nope. So I think lots of that's going to wait for 2.6, and I think 2.6 will improve it drastically, to be honest. Um, do you think they're going to do anything to notify you when somebody dies that you're shooting at? I hope right not. now they kind of just go all ragdoll, and I you're like, not. is that person dead? They could so you, just keep, you just keep shooting like them that, until you make sure. <laughs> well, with the targeting system, they could... So it's uh, it gives you life's readings and things like that if it's a target, or even very simply, it could I think be... that should be a mod that you add on. Oh, that'd be cool. I I want to know. Yeah, that'd be when neat. somebody when somebody dies, <laughs> I want to know that they're dead. Yeah, so well, you go but you go buy the mod that tells you, <laughs> and, and that mod will take place of something else. So you can't 
there should be a trade-off for that information, I think. Um, so back to the, the questions here. Bribles84 asks, uh, what other roles do you think the Terrapin will be able to do? I think search and rescue. Yes, absolutely. Search and rescue and exploration. Um, I can see somebody, if it has, we don't know any cargo numbers for it yet. If it has a cargo hold at all, I can see people using it as a, as a way to run precious cargo through dangerous systems. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next one then. Uh, N10Jing Twitch says, the setup for the demo mission looked great. How do you think they'll handle several people wanting the same mission? Can we expect immersion-breaking player huddles around NPCs a la Destiny? Don't know. Well, that's a beta question yeah. again. Um, that's something that has to be ironed out. I, um, I, I know that CR won't want those kinds of huddles. I know that he'll want a way to get around that. No given, idea how they do it. Given they're going to have a super crazy instancing system, they might just be able to isolate you a little bit when you're getting the mission. Instancing yeah. and the size of the systems, going back to that, Nakar. That's there, also there true. There should be, hey, more players will spin up more missions and they'll just spawn more pirate camps somewhere or something. I, I don't know. That is the, the, you know, that's the beauty of the economy too, is the more stuff that happens, the more missions there will be. Um, so theoretically, I mean, the, those big authored missions, there, there's not much you can do with them, but all of the other missions, you can just, they will scale up with the players. You know how right now in, in most MMOs and um, WoW is an easy example, but uh, you have kind of private instanced content, right? Mm-hmm. Dungeon. I want to quickly, Dungeons and Dragons Online did this the best. How did they do it? Yeah, so, so what, what I'm wondering is, you know, the mission that we saw in the Gamescom demo where they land yeah. down on the planet or where you have the floating Starfarer that's been disabled, um, when somebody, you know, if we're talking about spinning up additional missions because there's a need out there, because there are more players, is that going to disappear after that person's gone in and recovered that black box? Like, how do you reset that encounter? Does that go away that's... when someone comes along and salvages it? Or will we have space junk floating around? Is it truly persistent for everyone? Or is it going to disappear after I go and take the cargo from the pirate base? And if, I get the, if I get the mission and then someone happens to find the cargo before I can even get there and takes it, what happens to my mission? But who goes out in the universe and plants all the stuff? Like, Are there going to be enough of a certain type of mission? Because the Black Bop mission, like maybe a Starfare doesn't blow up. Um, you know, like, do you really have to have the system find a player's Starfare that exploded and well, then have no, the that was, that was an, and then have an, them go in? That was an authored mission, right? So it was built by the designers. Um, Honestly, now, authored missions the, like that might be their own instance for you and your that's party. What I'm I was wondering if they would instance it, instance just around you for the for the duration of the mission. Yeah. And then, so it's only you and whoever you invite in or your friends who are in your group with you. Um, now, one thing I, I was thinking, actually I wanted to mention is that um, Tony talked about this one time for exploration content. For example, let's say there's a comet going through the system that is very interesting in terms of research potential. Um, they, that, that event will persist as long as people are still, um, are still, uh, um, researching it. And once, once a certain time has elapsed that no one has gone there, it will disappear. Um, and that's the beauty with space because it's so big, things can disappear and it doesn't look bad, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
so I want to move on quickly. Uh, Eddie the Gamer Ghoul says, with the subsumption implementation, if the NPC is killed, do you think a different one will take his or her place? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, that's an interesting question. Aren't they aiming um, for like a similar system that Skyrim implemented that say you had the Dread Pirate Roberts, there is one Dread Pirate Roberts in the universe, your character goes in and kills him, you are then known as the killer of Dread Pirate Roberts, but another pirate will eventually rise and this is yes. Dread Pirate Dave ready to I think kill. They're thinking, I think they're thinking more of shopkeepers. Yeah. Um, where someone goes in and murders the bartender. Does another bartender take his place or does that guy just missing? Well, I think... Player? Someone would take his place for all of their time in the game. It, <laughs> someone would take the place because it's not just it's not that he's a bartender; it's that there's a bartending job. That oh that, yeah, actually, okay, that does right? raise yeah, a very yeah. interesting question: of if you do kill the shopkeeper, what's to stop? If because it's it's obviously not going to be an instant um, thing. Uh, yeah. uh, consequences. So what's stopping you from looting the shop? Nothing. Nothing. You you get uh, then you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble with the security, right? Only if they yeah, catch you. I get you. to shoot you because I'm. Oh, oh no! Of course, only if they catch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the United States of America asks: Are the guns cl- and lasers client side or server side? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. No, they actually are, they actually are. Just uh, they aim. F- oh God! What was the way they wanted to do it? The client sends the information to the server. The server keeps a track. This is one of the problems is the server is well aware of everything that's going on in one instance at the exact same time in the entire map. And so every single shot is being tracked by your client and the server. And it's not just your shot. It's everyone's shot, which is why you're limited currently to 30 FPS. They want to do it. So client, not peer to peer, but it, your client will send the information only to the clients that need to know this rather than pinging back to the server constantly, as I remember anyway. But they've been, they haven't talked about that on the monthly report for a little while. Yeah. Um, so John Rellum asks, seeing the bare state of the 3.0 planet, do you think they'll be able to properly fill up all the planets in all 100 systems before launch? Yes. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily their goal. I mean, Chris even said yesterday, we're going to work on one system because lore is important and story is important. And when that's done, we're going to add another system and then we're going to add another system and yep. launch, you know, maybe not everything that will be in the game will be in the game because it's supposed to be a 10, 20 year experience that is. I think, I think launch has been termed as there are a hundred systems done that's when it launches so see one of the things that is important that he said is this is going to be and i I actually think they're setting people up for this is that he's talking about it being a living game right where it's constantly being updated and changed all the time i think we're going to start with one system and they will continue to add them as they build them and some point way down the road they'll go okay we're done but i uh that could be or four done. or five years away. But I don't, I honestly think that they're now looking at the release date, quote unquote, as a very fluid thing that doesn't really mean anything. They're just going to continue to add more to the game until, you know, they're ready to go. Okay, this is the release product. Kind of how Minecraft did. Minecraft yeah. was in beta for like 
three years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I'm not worried about there being exactly 100. Right. I no. mean, it, it's it needs to be large enough to hit a critical mass where it has room for everyone to play. And I think they'll know that point when they get to it and they feel like, yeah, let's push this out. The other really important thing is there's lots of systems out there, lots and lots and lots of them in lore that have almost nobody there. Yeah. Um, there are very large systems with very interesting astronomical features um, with almost no people and no stations at all. So those systems will come together really fast. Like, and I don't those know. might be the systems where people settle down and start creating player economy. No. <laughs> Look um, at the way <laughs> that the system's gone. We've had Arena Commander as Alpha 1.0 and that really expanded out Alpha um, Arena Commander. Then we had Alpha 2.0, the first implementation of a system. Alpha 3.0 is going to be the first implementation of many, many planets in one system. So next year, expect another system. Yeah, probably. I, I'd expect more than one system next year, to be honest. So I have a question for you guys. Okay. I'm just I didn't actually get to see Chris's comments this morning. So he says um, in here, doo -doo -doo, the next episode of Squadron 42, this is our note. Yeah. The next episode of Squadron 42 will probably be two years after episode one will come out because they are such large experiences. Now, does that mean two years in game or two years, like two years in the story? Or uh, is it going to be 2018? It'll be 2018. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's like 2018. It's going to take them another two years to do episode two of Squadron 42 because it is another game. And yeah. I mean, I know lots of studios like Activision and uh, Ubisoft can pump out a sequel in a year. A bad one. That sequel. Yeah. Um, so, we're, so we're probably looking at episode one, end of 2016, episode two, end of 2018, episode three, end of 2020. Yeah. And then he says that after that, he wants a nar new narrative story, which is probably a single player game uh, once a year. Yeah. So... That's cool. I'm yeah. Okay. Uh, so Jang says, going back to questions, Jang says, CR said they were going to continue working on Planet Tech until 3.0. Do you think that that includes the abrupt level of detail shifts that we saw in the demo as the ship flew away from the planet? Yes. Yep. One of the, one of the things that the only real concern I have about procedural worlds isn't even really a concern. Uh, I noticed that their textures, tex their textures suck on, on the ground. That, Honestly, I don't think it's even even a concern because I think it's all placeholder while they are making the technology. Remember, it's um, 1.0. Well, not only that, but it's Chris Roberts. Yeah, um, he's not. That's he's not, not going to prove that. <laughs> no, that's not going to yeah, be but the final. How beautiful final was the atmospheric flight entry oh, effect? So yeah. good. My big so, moment and, and the new Lancer UI. Yeah, my big oh, moment man, how it was stretched the, across the window. Like, yeah, for yeah, both yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. like so good. And the little now, mini map for the system that they're working on, and the when so he when he beast. landed when he landed and the guy got out and he looked over at the sun and the sun was reflecting yes. off the ground and it was like oh my god, <laughs> that was so, amazing. Uh, two last. Can uh, I just go say ahead. quickly, procedural planet and the way that the dust kicked up when the um, ship was near, reacting as it moves along, not a pre-recorded thing. I've only ever seen armor. Three, I think Armor Two did it with a mod, but uh, yeah, I've only ever seen Armor Three actually do that, and it's one of those little touches that you think this game actually is alive. Yeah, yeah. 
so Tilu asks, are we going to get the Ender's Game EVA FPS arena with Star Marine in 2.6? We think so. We're not sure. Um, um, there's one line. If you go back and look in the presentation, uh, there's one line that seems to indicate it, but it doesn't say outright. So we'll see. Um, Mateo Big 127 says, uh, with the new netcode set up for 3.0, how many players do you expect to see in one server? Um, so well, I, one of the I, things that I don't think we know ahead. yet. No, no, you go. One of the things they said is that this, this implementation will not be focused on necessarily having gigantic numbers of players or the, the meshing of instances. What they're trying to do is vastly improve performance. Um, I think probably a hundred is what they're probably looking for. I, I think a hundred is their starting point. Like, yeah. I think that's what they're looking that's for with the uh, with the next one. Yeah. Uh, so Jang says, "What did you notice that was missing from the 3.0 demo that you wanted to see?" For my part, I didn't see any co-pilot ship management. Um, it was there. If um, he didn't actually do anything, but if you looked at the um, if you looked at his screen while he was sitting in the co-pilot seat, there was management of the CPU, the shields. Um, and a few other things as well. He just didn't do anything with it. It may not have been operational. So, uh, there's nothing else I wanted to see, really. Now, I would have. I wanted to see. I mean, I want to see Hurston and Microtech, but I didn't expect to see them. I, I want to so. see professions. I know they're on the way, but I want to see cargo. I want to see exploration. Um, I'm waiting to see for the component system. Problems. Yeah, I'd like to see improvements to Moby Glass. I think it's still kind of a mess. Well, they're they've already said they're yeah. well. Actually, in um uh, in the Austin, no, not Austin. Sorry, the UK video, the ATV, um, they showed um, uh, Zane is working on redoing all of the interfaces for Moby Glass right now. Yeah, that's cool. I did notice that um somebody pointed out on the subreddit that the text was changing dynamically. In Moby mm-hmm. Glass now for what that was, was cool. behind it. That was yeah. pretty neat. That's so. that's excellent, just quality of life stuff. Uh, Bumble asks, I've got $350. What should I buy? Buy an Aurora? Focus and blow. Oh. Buy an Aurora, then uh, and then upgrade it to wreck. Upgrade it to a Carrick. <laughs> Use some, rent some things with Wreck. Find out what you want to fly. Uh, um, you, you know, by the way, if there's a ship in one of the packages that you can't get, because it's in the package, you can buy a ship and upgrade to it at the same price. Um, Jank says, what did you think of the FPS during the demo, specifically ammo capacity and time to kill? I thought yeah, it was we good. That, we? We, yeah, we answered yeah, that already. I'm still just going through the questions. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like midway through. There are so many questions this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dimec91 asks, how will they manage dozens of people crowding around? Uh, kind of covered that. Uh, next, how game changing do you think the working side door on the freelancer is? I heard the tech took years to perfect. <laughs> Total troll question. Huge. Oh, it's massive. I mean, am I the only one who thinks that you can still use that door right now on some build? Well, of course you can. It's a lot of people haven't played in a while. That actually was fixed. I think in like two point three. Yeah. Um, okay. But a lot of people didn't notice. Airlocks and all of that are still so janky. Like. Yeah, they're working on it. You get in but a yeah, constellation and you totally drop janky. that thing down and you're just like changing zones is tough. 
Uh, yep. Jang asks, how do you think players would go about meeting up with other players' planet side? Will that be addressed with beacons? Just call them on the phone. Say yeah, you'll be able bad. to see. I think you'll be able to see um, an indication of where other players are. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I wanted to mention. Like, yeah, you're definitely on the, on the money there, um, Splice Point. The... Uh, Going in and out of the different zones is still a work in progress. He was talking about how they they took the dragonfly from one from one ship's local physics grid to the world's physics grid, and then tried to put it into the freelancer, and it and it disappeared for the one player. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, that's an eleven out of ten on the difficulty scale." Yeah, I remember him saying that. <laughs> yeah. Still landing the dragonfly inside the freelancer and taking off. So you've got a ship inside, like it. it beautiful um, oh, it was awesome it was amazing yeah. yeah our holiday asks uh i'm ashamed to say i have no idea if this has been talked about i know there will be theoretically uh there will theoretically be mining on planets but will it be voxelized uh no i don't think so um I did say that asteroids would be voxelized mm, vo- yeah. yeah the mining on asteroids will be voxelized um p- planet side it is not it's highly unlikely they will allow you to change the geometry of the planet because that is not something that does well <laughs> with they, a multiplayer game. They might have like specific where you mine this like resource node is voxelized that you can mine, but nothing yeah, else. Yeah, kind of like how No Man's Sky does anyway. Um, no, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that that's possible. Yeah. Uh, Captain Macha says, does anyone remember how far the audio team was lately with the in-game voice chat? I remember it was mentioned recently that they are working on it, but I can't remember if an ETA was given. Uh, they're going to be showing off the new stuff at CitizenCon. Don't know if that's when it will release. I'd imagine it will release for 3.0, but they're going to be showing it off at CitizenCon. Um, Feral Wolven asks, is there a standalone Terrapin package? I don't believe so. Normally, new ships don't have standalone packages if they're um, that expensive, but I could be wrong. I don't think it has I, a package. I think it's just a standalone. Yeah. Um, um, what do you mean? Pa- yeah, what does he mean like about a game package? package? Like oh, a game no. Package. Uh, concept, concept ships yeah. never have game packages, ever. Uh, so Bumble asks, will we have pets in game? Yes, pets will eventually be added. We should clarify that Terrapin is inside the exploration package. Yeah, so you can get it in the game package, but you'd have you can to get it in the game up. package, but it's five hundred dollars. Yeah, so <laughs> pick up a game package and then just CCU to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jang asks, modded Star Citizen, how will that factor in? Will there be modded only servers? Yes, yes, but they will be run by people on their own, and they won't contain the level of detail that the official rsi servers will no and you might be pretty i mean given how big the game has become it might be somewhat restricted yeah um like you might only be able to host one system i don't know it's it's not gonna be the same game there was that talk though that if a modded server has a really good idea or system they would look at implementing it yes yeah absolutely um but i'm what I'm really looking forward to is somebody hosting some gigantic modded server uh, with like a lot of backing and turning and having a com- um, this would probably take like a decade to do, but having a full conversion to Star Trek. Yeah, for Star I Wars. Mean, 
having <laughs> to fight each other. Uh, Carnifex 2005. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on EVA suits having power and oxygen now? I think EVA should always use oxygen if uh, if used, including on board. Yep. Yeah. Including um, on board, like, huh? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't just like flip up your visor or something? Well, you might, but I'd keep my visor down in case there's explosive <laughs> decompression and don't what like die. you referring to like a bulkheads episode or something yeah but no you don't die instantly in an explosive decompression i don't make any i don't make any references to bulkheads ever i don't think that everyone should go watch bulkheads and look forward to episode three which hopefully will be coming out in very shortly what's the url so they can avoid looking at it uh i i don't know please I, do not navigate your web browser to bulkheads.tv whatever do you do, do just please yeah. do not that uniform resource locator is off limits. Uh, so, Gamer Dude UK, do you think they'll announce any more ships or start to concentrate on getting the ones already in the pipeline, including all the variants? They will announce more ships. There will be at least one more ship announced at CitizenCon. There will probably be at least one ship announced before CitizenCon. I'm looking at the uh, Tavarn Prowler. Yeah, and, and Gamer I, Dude, they they need to keep putting out new ships to keep the funds flowing in so they can drive development and however, some of the reason they haven't gotten to some of the old stuff that you've probably backed for is they've been focused on squadron 42 chris yeah, smith did say he's doing the connie aquila yes aquila and he's also he's doing the connie aquila and then he's also doing the um and then he's going to be reworking the 300 series was this, which needs some love wasn't he doing all the connie's uh, no, starting first? with the Aquila. Just I don't think so. Because the Aquila, they, I think they want for an, uh, an exploration vessel, probably for 3.0. Um, whereas, uh, but I know that uh, the 300 series are on his schedule. Now that we early. know everything that we need to know about 3.0, um, can we start talking about when to expect 4.0? I, mean, I really think <laughs> like January uh, would be yeah, you know, not that'd be really nice. I'm pretty sure, given the way that things have gone, 4.0 is going to be December 2017. <laughs> um, so Eddie the Gamer Ghoul asks one that I know has been covered a lot, but I want to cover anyway. Uh, do we know for sure if the PU will or won't be subscription fee? And if not, how do you think Star Citizen will continue to make cash flow? It will not be subscription fee. Uh, you will be able to buy in-game credits in limited amounts. You won't be able to buy in-game ships once the beta launches. Yep. Uh, and they'll make money through people buying credits and through people buying the game and through people you think buying they're the sell player games. cosmetics at all. Are we going to yes. see those types of microtransactions yeah, it, as well? Yeah, be, there'll be hats as well, yeah. It's, good, it's a good way <laughs> to sell um, pet, isn't it? There's a couple of things I wanted to, to mention here because I, I have done a lot of writing about this particular subject. Um... Their cash flow will be actually several things. Um, they will have, they'll have cosmetics, they'll have credits, and you'll be capped, um, both on a daily and a monthly amount. So you does, doesn't get out of control. Um, you will be able to buy, and this is a big one. I think this is what's going to support the game. One of the reasons he talks about having a narrative story every year, those single player games will cost more money. Um, and so, They'll be making, <clears throat> let's say every year they make a $40 single player game. You know, if they're making $50 million off that game, it just, a lot of that money will get pumped back into Star Citizen. 
Um, in addition, you'll still be able to subscribe to the same stuff that you subscribe to now. Yeah. Um, but you won't need a subscription to play the game. Um, and also they will be able to rent out slash lease both their, their, uh, motion capture equipment and, um, possibly someday their engine. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they're not lacking in funding. And honestly, they're not lacking in money right now. They've made 120 million over four years. Even if you ex- exaggerate extremely the cost of developing the game let's say it's 30 or 40 million dollars a year there's still far go ahead uh, if it's let's say it was 40 million dollars for the past year then 30 then 20 then because as they've ramped up the studios it's costed more they've still got significant cash reserves yeah i think think the truth is we don't have we've never had enough information to know yeah. what running costs or any of that are and all you know you, everything's just a guesstimate but yeah. they seem to be doing fine and the got, game's getting made yeah we got some information recently because um because of because uh foundry 42 uk applied for a tax credit in the uk they had to release their financial statements so we actually yeah. have them yeah, um, I remember that. I, I posted on that thread in the sub, yeah. but it's just a tiny slice because they're just is, a sub of the parent. It is a tiny slice, but they're, they are the biggest studio by a lot. Um, I would say from that information, they probably have 20 to $30 million in the bank right now. Um, that's, that's what I was guessing from now writing yesterday. One thing that a lot of people need to understand is in four to seven months probably somewhere in that range they're launching a complete single player game that will probably sell a lot of copies that money is going to get poured right back into star citizen as well yeah um there's no publisher they may very well make 20 to 50 million dollars on squadron 42 episode one so you know there's a lot of money there they don't have to worry about it um and also, most studios, when they make a game, they're in, like, when they finish a game, they're in debt because they've been spending money like crazy for years to make the game. And then they have to make that money back so they can pay off their debts. Um, you know, it's very unlikely that CIG has a lot of significant debt because they have so much money from crowdfunding. They, they did not look like on that set of uh, financials that they had hardly any debt at all uh, yeah. or any investments, which actually makes sense because they're using their cash right now they need yep. to be using it yep. so i think that, they're also tightly uh, controlling their sorry go ahead david no no it's those kinds of things will come once they can once they're you know once the game is made and they can start sort of settling down and and keeping the status quo and just adding more stuff they're not going to need to use as much money but right now they've got lots of expenses actors Eiling studio uh you need expanding the thing offices. to notice yeah yeah they're expanding frankfurt and um still expanding uh uk as well which is a fantastic sign uh, there's ton there's tons of room still in la now that they moved to the new offices as well yeah um and uh in addition to that once they another thing to take into account is once they fi- finish star citizen whenever that is um they 
they're not a publicly traded company. They're not owned by anybody. They don't have to make a profit. And I don't think they were going, are going to try. They're just going to try and break even. So they won't need to try and generate as much money as a company like EA would. Yeah, I think, you know, they have a creative, uh, focus in addition to their business focus, but I, I don't necessarily agree that someone doesn't want to make money. I think everyone out there wants to make money. No, what I, what I mean though is that you don't have to please shareholders. Like, so Chris Roberts can take a million dollars a year. That's part of their budget, right? Um, but they don't have to, oh, this quarter we made a hundred million dollars because last quarter we made 80 and we had to see a 20% improvement because the shareholders told us we had to. Yeah. You know, they, all they have to do is pay all of their employees and take, you know, enough money to make them happy and break even. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, there's uh, less profit drive there. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So I, uh, we're going to start wrapping things up. I want to say that I saw quite a few questions that we just don't have time to answer today. I would love to go uh, a bit longer on the show, but I actually have to end and immediately run to a bachelor party. So uh, we've got to start wrapping things up. Uh, Splice Point. We did a show earlier this week. Did we not? We did. We did. Um, We did. did. I am going to actually post uh, a link in Twitch chat right now to it. If, if it'll load, it's not loading for me right now because great. Now it's not loading. Uh, well, there's a link to the Reddit, Reddit thread. So that'll work close enough. Yeah. Go. So talk about it. Oh, David, uh, came on, uh, the show, uh, over the data spike podcast. And we talked a lot about the release of no man's sky. Um, and we just released that episode yesterday. So it was a good, good conversation. Uh, there were three of us and kind of talked about, no Man's Sky and uh, definitely talked about some Elite and Star Citizen in there and some procedural tech and just what we uh, <laughs> what our reactions were mostly. Yeah. <laughs> now, this was recorded before Gamescom, unfortunately, it but it's still it's mostly talking about the interesting uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> yes, we, we are definitely going to have to do some some more discussing post Gamescom. Yes, but uh, it was a good discussion for sure. So, uh, Mr. Nakara, do you have anything coming up soon? Um, nothing to note. Um, I did have some fiction last week and, um, you know, I think I'm probably going to be writing something about where the game is at pretty soon, but it's not, uh, imminent. Do you think um, there will be a Terrapin concept sale analysis, or is that even possible with the Gamescom hype? Unfortunately, it's not possible to do it around these events because you can't separate the Terrapin from the all of the other stuff that's selling. Just ask it's, for the raw data. I have. They won't give it to me. <laughs> but I know. I actually seriously have asked them. I'm like, can you just tell me? And they're like, no. <laughs> can I just query your database, please? I'm not asking for their database. I just want the numbers. <laughs> but I can understand why they don't want to release them. I just, uh, in, from our perspective, it makes it very hard to analyze because we don't know how many people are just, oh my God, I want to buy Star Citizen. How many people are like, oh my God, I want to buy the Exploration Pack or people who are just buying the Terrapin. So, uh, Mr. Shiver, what do you got? Uh, helping out with Gamescom stuff. I think all of us here on the stream and 
Mr. Next have been doing a fantastic job recording the Gamescom details and events so far, which is up on imperialnews.network. Um, just the usual stuff, uh, postcards, Wednesday, 2300 UTC. Cool. Uh, we should actually have some impressions from, uh, a contributor that was on the show floor. We should be putting those up sometime soon. Um, with that, I want to let everyone know that I'm away for the next three or four weeks. I don't even know. I come back middle of September. But fear not, in my absence, uh, Shiver Bathory will be running Inside the Verse. So it'll be Inside the Verse, even budgetier version. Um, Postcards but, from Inside uh, the Verse. <laughs> pretty much. Why not? Uh, but uh, yeah, for everyone that Inside didn't the have Verse from the Event Horizon. For everyone that didn't have their questions <laughs> answered this week, uh, come back next week and, and ask them because we're going to continue. Uh, with that, uh, yeah. So go yes. and check out the uh, go and check out the games the day four Gamescom stuff on yes. INN because there's some great information from Chris Roberts there, including talking about character wear and ship wear and how ships will mal- malfunction and break. Yeah, so, there's a lot of good notes up on INN. Yep. And if you haven't watched stuff. the Gamescom demo yet, go watch you're it. Doing yourself now. a huge service. Just go watch it. Uh, with that, I don't care what you're doing for the next hour. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and uh, I'll see you in a few weeks, and you'll see these people really soon. (laughs) Sayonara. Fuck.